Hey, hey, everybody. It's Allison Katzkowski. Thank you so much for tuning into this edition of the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I hope that wherever you are on this spring Tuesday morning that you are doing something fun and positive for yourself. So, so today is we are basically into spring and the temperatures are getting warmer. The, sun, the days are getting longer. It's one of my favorite things that I love about this time of year is that you literally feel like you have a lot more time even though you still have the same amount of time. It's just, it's a mental thing for me to know that I have more, more, more hours of daylight, more sunlight, and you just feel like it's a chance to really start over. That's really what spring is about too. And so if you've been following me for a while, you know that pretty much since the beginning of the year, um, I've been kind of taking the opportunity to break up and talk about a lot of different aspects of self-care, just taking a little bit of a deeper dive. Like for example, in February, we we hit on metabolism a lot and how what we teach is connected to helping you supercharge your metabolism. So if you want to go back and check those episodes out, you can do that. And in March, we took a deeper dive into energy eating, metabolism, and nutrition, because that is a huge piece of how you do you every day is how you feel your body. Um, so I would, I would love it if you go back and check out some of those episodes as well. Um, but today I'm super excited as we head into April that I am talking with a, a gal that, I, that we connected online. Um, she is a follower of our show um, and she is a yoga teacher and life coach who made a made big decision several years ago, and uprooted herself and left the United States and now lives in Costa Rica where she actually leads her own retreats. It's super exciting. Um, her name is Amber Hagberg. Amber, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thank you. I'm I'm excited to be here. I lo- I love your mission and helping people take care of themselves through, you know, how they eat and what they do. Outstanding. Very good. So, Amber, why don't you tell my audience a little bit just about, you know, just about, you know, your life, what what made you make the decision to leave um, the state of Iowa and move out of the country and you've been there for 5 years, so it's obviously working. Yeah, so I was in Iowa doing all the things I was meant to be doing, going to college, working full time. And I was just, my day was packed. You know, I had two full time jobs, I two jobs, one part time teaching yoga, one full time. I was going to school and I was burnt out. I was exhausted. There was no passion, there was nothing really for me. And uh, from that space, I was like, I want to do something different. I had went on a surf trip with my boyfriend to Costa Rica and fell in love with the lifestyle, the simplicity, where just being was enough, just being was happy. Uh And so from that mission, um, I moved, not knowing if it was going to work out, but I told myself, like, you can always go back to Iowa and be a waitress if if you need to. (laughs) Uh Um, So yeah, it led me here to Costa Rica, where basically what I did is I took what I learned through my own practice of yoga, meditation, surfing. And I started helping other women that were so busy, caught up in being mom and doing all the things to how to practice self-care and take care of themselves through what I was learning in the yoga world. Awesome. So, and I I love how you say you were doing all the things that you thought you should be doing between working and going to school. I mean, I think, I mean, I think back to, I was the oldest of four kids and both of my parents, when they started out, they didn't have anything. And so it was instilled in me and my sibling with me and my siblings from an early age that you go out, you work hard. If you don't work hard, you don't get what you want. And so, you know, we can really run ourselves into the ground. So that's that's pretty cool at such a young age that you were able to figure that out. Yeah, I, I feel lucky. It was I was 22. Wow. 
and you just decided you thought, well, you know, if I don't do it now, I'm probably not going to do it. Right. Awesome. Okay, cool. So let's talk a little bit about what you do, um, like what your regular self-care practice actually looks like. I know you, you teach a lot of yoga. I know you're really passionate about that. We've actually talked about that, but let's talk a little bit about kind of where you were when you moved and you made the decision and then kind of transition into kind of the life that you really claimed for yourself now. Yeah, I had always wanted a daily yoga and meditation practice. It was something that I dreamed about for a while. And once I was able to start to see the effects of the yoga practice, I started to be able to incorporate it into my everyday. So uh-huh. doing yoga, moving, moving my body, really feeling more energy, um, being able to sit and meditate instead of just constantly going and doing the ability to wake up in the morning and you know, ask myself, like, what do I need right now? And do I need to sit and meditate? Or do I need to move my body and giving myself the time and permission to check in with myself at the beginning of the day, through movement and being still, as well as like going through and journaling, you know, like what I'm grateful for, what I'm grateful for in the moment, and then also grateful for the things that are coming. So visualization and manifestation. And uh-huh. what I say is like, my life right now is, was literally just something I wrote in a journal. I didn't know if it was possible, but I was like, I want to lead yoga retreats in the jungle. I want to live on the beach and do handstands. And now that's my life. And so when I think about it, it was all just something I put onto paper. I journaled about, but it wasn't just like an idea I had. It was like, I took really massive action. So moving across the world, you know, moving across the country to another another place. Um, and then really taking action into taking care of myself every day, because before I was burnt out kind of chasing. And then once I really started to realize that my business was a reflection of how I took care of myself, uh-huh. that daily rituals were really important. So it wasn't something like I was just teaching other people to do, but it became what I like to think of as living your yoga. So I became more the embodiment of the practice rather than doing the practice. Yes. I love how you say my business was a reflection of how I was taking care of me. That mm-hmm. is so true because everything that we see in our world is a mirror reflection of what we think and believe. So if we believe we're tired, if we believe that we're overextended, if if that's really what we're we're feeding into on a daily basis and I, and even now as we come out of the worldwide covid pandemic, you know, I I still look around and hear from people, I'm so tired, I'm so stressed. You know, it, it's a different kind of it's a different kind of stress. It's not the going and doing and, and working it all in. It's trying to manage all the change and the expectation, I think, is a, is a different level of stress. And really what we see in our world is a reflection of everything we think and believe. Yeah, I always say that, you know, um, your inner world is a reflection of your outer world and your outer world is a reflection of your inner world. Yeah, it really is all connected. So when, when did you first get the idea then when you started to journal about changing your life? When did you, when did, did you just, because then, and, and where I'm going with this is, is that, you know, you mentioned you want to just, you took massive action to make it happen. But what I find so much in what we teach and with clients that I work with and the, and the entrepreneurs that I help in my mastermind is that. We, we can just action ourselves to death by just going and doing, and that's what we think we need to do in order to make success happen. But we really make it all happen in our mind first. Yeah. So massive action, I think, is balanced with the vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point, you know, 
I had to sell all my things. I had to quit my job. I had to save money. I had to have a plan. And so in that massive action, it was like, I want these things. Now I have to take steps to get there. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas when I was taking my business online during, during the pandemic, I had a coach and I was just pushing myself and I was like, what's going wrong. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing. And the coach said, maybe there isn't anything more you need to do. Mm -hmm. And it was like, Oh, my Iowa mentality came with me to the land of what we call Pura Vida, the simplicity. So it was like, Oh, I was still trying to masculine my way through the feminine, And so once I surrendered the doing and just started to be more, my business took off. But at first I was trying to do so much that it was stagnant. Yeah. And it's just, I think we can, we can, you know, we start to tell ourselves that we need to see evidence that what we're doing is working. And I think this is where so many people, you know, they lose faith, they give up, they, they think it's not possible for them. And that's probably the case where, you know, you leaned in so much to believing that this is what you wanted, that that's what actually helped you manifest it more than the action steps themselves. Yeah, 100%. Because I always go back to the quote, like, whether you believe you can or you believe you can't, you're right. Yeah, well, that's true, too. But I also think that there's a there's a mentality out there that you have to want it so bad, you know, and then if it doesn't happen, well, maybe you just didn't want it enough. And I've never really believed that because I think that, you know, nothing really happens, I don't believe, by coincidence. I think things are put in front of us and we have the opportunity and the freedom to make the decision that we think is best for us. I I agree 100%. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about um, what you do. You're a yoga teacher and a life coach. Tell me about that. Yeah. So what I started to do was incorporate the yoga practices more than just the physical movement, the yoga asanas, but meditation and breathing exercises into life coaching. So helping women to create a yogic lifestyle. So Mm -hmm. using the philosophy of yoga, using the breathing techniques and the meditations to practice self-care. Uh-huh. Every single day showing up and practicing meditation or yoga, journaling, and using these as a way to live your life. So when we start to embody the yoga practice and using those tools of yoga as a way to life coach these women was finding a way that like there's this practice of self-love and, and building confidence and really being able to reduce overall stress by putting yourself first. And so what I really found is like, okay, life coach, mentor into just living your yoga practice. So the benefits that you find on the mat, the space, the peace, the relief that you get on your yoga mat, how can you take those moments and use them into your daily life? So what I always say is if you come onto your mat and then you forget everything that happened on your mat and you go back out into the world and you're not kind or you're selfish or you're just caught in your own mind, Mm -hmm. then what's the point of practicing yoga? So helping women to understand like what we were saying before, like your inner and outer worlds are mere reflections of each other. So taking this time to practice yoga and meditate is going to help you to show up to be a better mom, a better entrepreneur, a better person, because you're more aware of your actions and what you do matters. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's also just a quiet time. It, act, it quiets the mind too. It quiets the the busyness, if you will, the the thinking of the, what do I have to do next? What do I have to do next? Kind of thing mm-hmm. versus just kind of sitting in the moment and just and just being giving yourself that moment of peace just allows you to just really slow down. 
Yep, exactly. And then when you slow down in the moment, rather than rushing through your day, you in your day, take those moments to pause. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's something that I just, I still think right now, even despite the waste, there's so many people, for example, there are people that are still working remotely. You know, I'll use that as an example. I mean, a lot of people are not going to an office now. And quite frankly, I can probably see where they're probably going to be working remotely for a long time. And so I can see in a a scenario where, you know, even, even despite all the changes now that it can still be really hard for people to find that moment of peace when they suddenly feel like their world's been upended. I mean, what, what would you say to that? Yeah. I mean, I think that when this was all happening, it was like using yoga and meditation as an anchor because life is still going to happen Mm -hmm. and to be able to call upon those quiet moments, even when things are chaotic, even when the outer world is chaotic, you can still have that anchor inside of yourself to return to because indefinitely we're humans and and we're going to have emotions and have triggers and, you know, pandemics, things that really test our buttons. And so knowing that there's always that anchor inside of you to be able to press pause and tune yeah. in. I just, I, I just still think going forward when all this is said and done, this is really going to be an area that so many people just are going to need. You know, there are people right now, I think, that are just just trying to get through it, you know, and you know, it's not that they don't know that it's available to them, but they, they literally feel like they're in a pressure cooker. Yeah. A a lot of under pressure, a lot of stress right now. And and I think as we move out of this, we, we can have a choice of what we do in this time, because Mm -hmm. when we do go back out into the world, as it was in a new way, can we create new habits, new routines so that we don't get caught back up into the hamster wheel of doing all the time? Yeah. And that's, that's pretty much what it feels like for some people, a hamster wheel, a treadmill or whatever. It's this, it's there, there's still this idea. I'm so busy. I have so much on me. I don't know how to make time for myself. So what would you, what would you say in your work with people, you know, with the women that you coach and the women in your programs, what would you say is probably their biggest false belief? Like, what do you, what do you hear is the biggest obstacle from them? I don't have time. Yeah. So what do you think that really means when they say that? I think that it's that saying where we, we get in our own way because it's not about having time. We all have 24 hours in a day. It's, it's how we choose to prioritize our time, mm-hmm. um, yeah. organize our time and put our time together. Yeah. So my, my, the reason I, I always like to hear other coaches perspectives on that. Um, what I always hear, I hear that a lot too, but but what that means to me when someone says that is, is that taking care of myself really isn't important enough to me or I wouldn't make time to do it. I was just going to say, and one, one thing I say to them is like, I don't have time, change that phrase to it's not a, a priority and see how that feels. Yeah. So it really yeah. relates back to what you were saying is like, it's not a priority to take care of yourself then. And, and how does that feel? And is that really true? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think so so much of the time, you know, we're our own worst enemy because of the language that we choose to use, because that really directs what we think and then the choices we make after that. So sometimes just just pivoting and making a simple change and how we say it um, can shed some light on at least where we're coming from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What else do you hear from your people? Feeling guilty. Mm-hmm. Where do you think that comes from? 
Yeah, I'm not sure if it's something that's passed down or something that they they do upon themselves because oftentimes I think 90% of them feel guilty to take time for themselves because of their kids or their husband or their work. But yeah. as we start to work together, they're like, oh, actually my kids were fine without me. Actually, he supported me. And it's in their mind. They think that they can't because they need to be there. And yeah. once they realize actually that they can, they're like, oh, I'm not needed as much. So it's like this pressure, like self-pressuring ourselves into needing to do it all Mm -hmm. rather than asking for help or, you know, letting go of the control just a little bit. Yeah. I think, I think what's underneath all that for so many people is, it's a, it's a worthiness thing. It's Mm -hmm. they, they, they need to feel like they're worthy of splurging or investing in themselves or being able to say to their family, you know, this on these days of the week, I'm going to be busy doing this. And Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's a, it's as much a mental obstacle as it is anything else. Yeah. And I like the touch of the point of, you know, unworthiness, because I think underneath it all that that's where it is, is like, they don't deserve it. Someone else deserves it more than them. Um, Yeah. And that's, and that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother issue to work with and talk through versus the, I don't have time thing. So I think, it's really upon us as coaches to really just ask the right questions mm-hmm. and just kind of let that, let the conversation go where it goes. And that's, that's as big, big, a big, a piece of self-care as, as any, as anything is, is being able to give yourself the freedom to talk something through too. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And you know, one of the women, she said to me, she's like, actually this program taught me that I'm worth something, that I have mm-hmm. things to offer and that I can be kind to myself and that I do deserve my own time. Yeah, totally. And, and sometimes you know, it's really funny. Sometimes you can just be having a conversation and you know, that what, what comes out, you're just like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't realize that. I, I would just, you're just helping people become more aware too. Yeah. And I so. think awareness is so powerful because we can't change what we're not aware of. Yeah. And so the more that we ask these questions or our mentor or our coach asks us these questions and we become aware of it, we can no longer go backwards, but now we have the power to change it or at least witness when it comes up. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really the first step is, is being aware of what we're thinking and where that's taking us Mm because we're creatures of habit. One of one of my favorite sayings and what I say a lot in my programs is we get really good at what we do often. We almost don't even question it. We just think it's gospel. So, you know, to, to, to go from that, to become aware that, oh, well, that, that could really be what's going on. It, it sometimes can be the light bulb that somebody needs. Yeah. All right. So let's say someone out there is listening, listening to our conversation and they're just seeing themselves just all over this, but they really are in that position of literally being overscheduled, over, over conflicted. Where in the world do I begin? What do you say to someone like that? I say begin right now, today with just five minutes we all have five extra minutes we can spend. And so to start right now in that moment when you're here in that, like, Oh, when can I start? It's like, we start with when we're ready to commit, when we're ready to go and it doesn't have to be perfect. It's just progress. And so starting right now with just five minutes or five breaths. Well, you bring up a good point. It's um, I think so many people just discount something so simple as that well, that's not enough. That won't make a difference. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, that's just one little thing. I already know that, you know, or, 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 well, I do that when I can. Mm -hmm. So 
What do you say to the person that thinks that that's just not significant? Um, I always love to share this story. Uh, this woman, she grad, she was graduating my program and she said, after two weeks of being in the program, my husband said to me, you're less angry, you're less stressed. What have you been doing? She's like, I've just been meditating for five minutes a day. And that was only after two weeks. And so what we realize is that those five minutes can make or break our day. And the more attention that we bring into our attention, the more power we have to press pause or fast forward as we're moving throughout our day. And mm-hmm. so practice five minutes a day and see where you are in one week from now, two yeah. weeks from now. And I promise that your external world, the people in your community will notice as well. Yeah, I love that. I just think that we have to really be conscious of how we we describe something so simple. You know, we almost we're conditioned to to try to think in terms of change being something really big or mm-hmm. complicated or you know a, you know because we hear well it's such a big change well it's something i'm not used to well it's it's literally something that i haven't done yet before and our first thought usually goes to i don't know how to do that mm-hmm. so something as simple as 5 minutes can really take the complexity out of it if we're willing to look at it in that light Yeah, exactly. And, you know, if it was as easy as just meditating five minutes a day, everyone would be doing it. But five minutes a day seems like a lot. And we can get on our own way and think five minutes isn't going to help. Why even bother? But really, like five minutes a day can change your life. Yeah, it really can. If you're intentional, you go into that with the expectation that this is going to be good for me. And this is something that I want to do for me Mm -hmm. rather than something. This is something that I have to do for me. Yeah, which, which to your point is just a more increased awareness of it as well. Yeah, because if we think like, oh, I have to do this, the energy going into it is already a struggle and resistance. Whereas yes. when you're like, I know I want this, I know this is going to benefit me, that energy is present. Yes, totally. I completely agree with that. So, so Amber, this has been really fun. I'm so glad we were able to actually chat and other than just like, online like we've been doing. So thank you for coming and being a guest. Where can people find you? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, So you can find me on Instagram or Facebook, Amber Hagberg, A-M-B-E-R. And you can also check out my retreat that is coming up in July and in December at amberhagberg.com slash retreat. We have three spaces left in July and six spaces left in December. So come hang out in the jungle. Awesome. Sounds great. Okay. So if anyone out there is listening and feeling inspired by our conversation, let just do what Amber suggests. Take Start with five minutes and see where it takes you. Um, and please, if you would like to connect with Amber, please reach out, find her in her social media channels. You can find those links in the show notes here. She's on Facebook and Instagram, or you can head to her retreat site too, which her retreats sound amazing. I can't imagine I can't imagine a yoga retreat in Costa Rica not being anything but amazing. So amberhagberg.com backslash retreats. That information is also in the show notes. So please don't hesitate to connect with her if you um, if you would like to learn more or have a conversation. I'm sure she would be happy to um, happy to do that. Thanks so much again for joining me today, Amber. Yeah, thanks for having me, Allison. I'll see you online. Yeah, absolutely. So so for anyone out there. 
listening, uh, please, again, feel free to connect with Amber. And two, if you're not in my private Facebook group yet, please come over and join me there, Living Your Ultimate Life Through Fitness and Self-Care. We do all kinds of programs and challenges and all kinds of fun things in there. I also do a weekly live show in there every week. So I would love to invite you to come and join me. Um, and we also are have our retreat calendar open for this year as well. We are going to Key West in May, and we have one spot left for that. We are going to Turks and Caicos in October. We just literally opened that event up this week, and we only have 10 spots for that. So um, we already have people requesting information. So if that's interesting to you, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Send me an email at allison at cufitness.com. That's allison with one L at cufitness.com. That's the letter C, the letter U, fitness.com. And two, I just want to mention, if you are feeling inspired and want to become a supporter of this, of this broadcast, please go to my website at cufitness.com and click the podcast tab. And we have three unique ways that you can support us. And of course, you'll get a free gift and some swag from us too, because um, we, uh, we love to spoil our supporters. So please feel free to do that. If you reach out to me, if you have any specific questions on that, I'm more than happy to answer them. And two, if you just want to reach out and talk to me about where you are and what's going on um, on your self-care journey, this is why we call it a journey, because it evolves and changes as we change. Again, before I sign off, let me tell you how grateful I am for all of your support. Uh, We are closing in on episode 100, which I have to pinch myself some days. I can't believe that it's actually happening. Um, And every week we reach more people. And that is exactly why I do what I do to continue to share the gift of a fit life and the gift of self-care. It is a gift that you give yourself. Um, This is Allison Katzkowski with the ultimate journey of self-care. You are one step closer to living your ultimate life. So make it a good one.